Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Biden's in, and he released a video. Joe Biden. He was, uh, he's been in politics for since before you were born for a lot of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went to law school in 65. Yeah. I'll be danged. Yeah. Got elected. First elected to the Senate in 72. As a 29 year old. Nine yeah. years before I was born, he was elected to the Senate. Now, p- yeah. part of that is because he was 29, which is astounding. I mean, if, right. if, if AOC is amazing in the House at 29, how about being a U.S. Senator at 29? Yeah. I wouldn't mind hearing that story. How'd that happen? He's a, he's a good grassroots politician. That's one of the ways that happened. But yeah. anyway, um, so his video's out. Anything we need to say about how it looks since it's radio and we're about to play the whole audio? Yeah, it oh, it's, like? it's quite professionally done. Uh, Joe, this one much better than the last video that he put out. Joe looks like a fit, energetic, very old guy. Yeah. Um, he's a handsome man. I hope I'm that. He does not look decrepit. He just looks like a man approaching 80. I hope I look... I don't look that good now, so. What, yeah, I was going to say, I'd, that would, I'd make the same jokes about myself. I, just, why, I don't even have the heart. How does he look like that 30 years older than me? Is anyway. bo- bone structure. Just <laughs> genetics. You're a good man. Don't let anybody tell you differently. Uh, there are now 20 full candidates officially in. That's super. So, uh, so old Uncle Joe, uh, his announcement video, it is stark. It is strikingly... Uh, is negative the right word? Well, why don't you listen to it? Uh, We'll pause and comment as need be, but uh, here she is. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We've heard it so often, it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017, we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging, and bearing the fangs of racism, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. Got to pause there, because as soon as I heard that, I thought, "Oh, we're we're getting pretty close to Trump's a Nazi." Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the we're in the ballpark of my opening video. Is Trump's Trump, the new Hitler? Trump's the new Hitler, <laughs> right? Germany in the 30s. Yes. So uh, anyway. I'm not a fan of Hitler. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. 
And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. So, by the end of the half hour, I will explain to you the top two quotes thrown at Donald J. Trump. And that was just one of them there. Find people on both sides. Grab them by the blank. Are, and the other one is grab them by the, uh, the cat. Um, are utterly out of context. And, and in an important way. They are misdescribed. Which just goes to show you what politics is all about. And, and I'll explain why with the specific context at the moment. But they're completely twisted. Which is not to say I appreciate Donald J.'s treatment of women through the years. It's rather different from what I've taught my son, for instance, the way I treat women. Um, but it's wildly inaccurate and out of context. But that's okay. It's politics. Is there more from old Sleepy Joe? And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. I wrote at the time that we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. The core values of this nation are standing in the world our very democracy, everything that has made America, America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Folks, America is an idea, an idea that's stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people on earth. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can achieve if you work at it. That's what we believe. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. Even more important, we have to remember who we are. This is America. Who's with me? Uh, so listen, the whole our very democracy is at stake. Is that the new, this is the most important election of our lifetime? Well, yeah, it, that's a different words saying the same thing. That's every everybody running for president says that yep. every four years, and that's just a thing. You, you can go back and get the headlines in the era of print, the, the, the words on radio in the area of radio, and then people on television for the past 70 years saying that every single presidential election. And it's hilarious when you look back on them because you think, of, why was it the most important election ever in 1952? It was reasonably important, certainly. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one interesting part of that, I thought, that was, uh, I've wondered myself, if, if, if Trump's president for four years, is, do, do we just look back on this as just a weird blip of, uh, of something? Mm. Um, I thought it was interesting they brought that up, but... Uh, we got this text, and I wonder myself, 
I can't believe Biden's going with Charlottesville. Is this going to be the basket of deplorables again? It's kind of that, just with a more nuanced spin, isn't it? Yeah, a little more specific, a little narrower focus. Although he's going with Trump and not Trump's uh, Trump's voters, which he knows, because a lot of the Trump's voters are his voters. Right. Or he's hoping them to be. Right, exactly. So you better be careful with that. My favorite phrase from the video is showing the fangs of racism, which is an interesting Kind of racism as fangs. Vampire-esque, you know, flying around the countryside image. So, in a moment, the specific context of the fine people on both sides comment, which has been uh, artfully trimmed by those who hate Trump to sound like an endorsement of the neo-Nazis who were marching. It absolutely was not. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, because that's, that's, since that's the crux of the opening video. Now, from what I understand, because I thought, well, that's an interesting thing to have your opening video about, but apparently it's like one of a series. It's this, and then there's going to be another one with a different angle, another one, and then they're all sure. going to come together. Yeah. And he might be smart enough to realize, look, I got I got a year before anybody's casting any votes. So I, right. don't, I, need, you know, I don't have to Let's make... Let's ourselves here, folks. I, I don't have to make my whole art opening argument in three minutes. So the fine people quote and the grab them by the meow quote. Okay. Coming up. Well, fantastic. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Good question. I just came across on the Twitter. Article from somebody, the Chinese have already seen the Avengers movie. Why did the Chinese get to see our movies before we do? What kind of system is that? We'll break that down later. I was actually looking for a commentary on uh, Joe Biden's video from uh, smart people that I like, and Jonah Goldberg retweeted something. We just played the whole video. We have it linked at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to check it out. We just played the whole thing. Strong contrast between Joe Biden's intro video, Who We Are, and everyone else's, Who I Am. He also made a values challenge versus a policy challenge. So it is different in that respect. Who we are versus who I am. It shows the quotes from everybody else's video right off the bat. This is who I am. This is where I was born. This Mm. is what I, Mm. as opposed to this is, we're in this together and I'm going to help. Yeah, I get it. He he put it in a very, very negative frame. No doubt. Discussing Charlottesville and the president (laughs) saying there were very fine people on both sides. White supremacists, Nazis are fine people. You know, Reminds whatever. me of the 30s. Trump is Hitler. Right. Basically. So, oh, and on that topic, please stop emailing me that Hitler's suicide note is uh, being auctioned. I know already. Thank you. There's a Hitler suicide note? Well, it's, it's his last message. To call it his suicide note is uh, a stretch. That's what the headline says. I think that's a little clickbaity. Uh, but anyway, so listen. Trump is funny. He reminds me a little of me as a guitarist. There are a couple of things I do very well, and the rest of it I'll just stare at you blank-faced and say, how do you do that? I don't know. Trump communicates in a casual, funny way that connects with crowds brilliantly, as well as any politician I've ever seen in my life. On the other hand, explaining people, explaining things and dealing with subtleties and explaining complicated things to people, um, he's ham-handed at it. He's, He's frequently terrible at it. And it frustrates me because sometimes I agree with them. The whole very fine people on both sides deal. It was an exchange he had with a reporter. And 
What's what's funny? So about this her, is after there was a white supremacy reared its ugly head in Charlottesville. A woman uh, Virginia, died. You're right. Yeah, plowed uh, over by a lunatic in a car. Right. Yeah, neo-Nazi lunatic. Uh, and it's a, a a very long conversation with a, a reporter uh, in which he is. It's actually like a press conference thing, but they're trying to talk about infrastructure and all sorts of things, and they keep going back and forth. And then, and and then reporters keep bringing up Charlottesville. If I remember the the climate, there was a lot of why hasn't the president denounced these white supremacists yet? Right, correct. But the topic of Antifa types and violence on the left had come up in the conversation, and indeed there were plenty of those sorts of people who were there. Now, the specific context of the very fine people part was they were talking about. The protest of taking down the statue of Robert E. Lee, which was, I believe, the previous evening to the um, to the, uh, the 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 march with the, the the car murder and the rest of it. And it's it's clear that people are jumping around and it's not clear that they're talking about the same things. Um, you said there was hatred and violence on both sides. Trump says, I do think there is blame. Yeah, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at it, you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides. And I have no doubt about it. And I, and you don't have any doubt about it either. And, 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 and if you reported it ac- accurately, you would say, you would say. Um, and, and again, some of the verbiage is incomprehensible, but. He says uh, that that, uh, they didn't put themselves down as neo-Nazis, and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had, he was talking about getting the permits and and all. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had some people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, I saw the same pictures you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. So he was talking about the people arguing over the Robert E. Lee statue. Those were the very fine people on both sides. Now, some of you think anybody who does that is clearly a racist. I don't think that. No, no, no. Yeah, and we don't really have time to fully get into that discussion, but... So again, I think those were the same event, though. The protesting the statue is where the fights and the and the rioting broke out. Well, right, but see, here's the thing: you had people in that area, that's their town, debating whether to take down the Robert E. Lee statue, and that was one thing, and and that's what he was talking about. Then you've got all the neo-Nazi lunatics who came from around the country to march through Charlottesville, and righteous people who hate hatred and Antifa and club-wielding lunatics of all stripes getting together to have a, a scrape. What What do you think Trump's intent was? He was, he'd previously been talking about leftist violence and how the media wasn't covering it. And that how, it, just saying a lot of the same as we, we were saying at the time about Antifa and leftist violence and how it's wrong and the beating down of people at camp, Trump campaign events and that sort of thing. Um, and, and the, the two were smeared together, but he was clearly talking about the argument over Robert E. Lee, that there are fine people on both sides. But as usual with Trump, he's so sloppy. That I also think he chooses his words very carefully to not piss off actual racists. I think he's got a cynical view of the South as a guy who grew up as a Manhattan liberal, which he has been most of his life. 
I think he's got a cynical view of the South. He thinks there are a lot of racists, and he needs their votes, and he doesn't want to piss them off. I think he's wrong about how much racism there is in the South, but I think I think he thinks it's a real backward racist area of the country. That's what I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, but I think yeah. that's his view of it from uh, from the top of Trump Tower in Manhattan. Mm. Of the South, and so he, and so he, he carefully words things because he doesn't want to piss off that crowd. Right. I think he works too hard at it. Do we have time for the grabbing by the uh, meow thing? Um, brr. I can do it pretty quickly. Or we. Hmm. So I got how actual racists responded to his uh, his comments. Yeah, go those ahead. Comments. So the Daily Stormer, which is one of your neo-Nazi websites, I don't know if there's only one or a bunch or what. I assume quite a, a few. Bunch. Uh, the guy who put together that was was happy with those particular comments. He said he didn't attack us. He just said the nation should come together. Nothing specific against us. No condemnation at all. When asked to c- condemn, he just walked out of the room. Really, really good. God bless him, mm. said the founder of the Daily Stormer. That's not helpful. No, I I think if your comments are ambiguous enough that that guy thinks, okay, cool, he's on our side, then maybe they weren't pointed enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. He is very sloppy with his off the cuff remarks. Right. Incredibly sloppy. And, 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 and again, this was a emotional. This was a scheduled press conference about infrastructure that turned into an unscheduled press conference back and forth. So these were very much just off the cuff. Him just winging it sort of comments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. And having reread the transcript of that whole press conference. It reminds me a little bit of the the fact that Donald J has a very different a very difficult time talking about Russia messing with our society because he ties it so closely to questioning the legitimacy of his presidency which is just it's weak you got to get beyond it in my mind but he was so he so did not want to concede that well he was so anti the leftist violence he didn't want to concede that, yeah, the right wing was terrible, too. It's just, I don't know, it's just sloppy. But the grabbing by the meow thing is uh, coming up. One word for what's coming up in your news, Marshall. Joe but whoops, Biden. Biden is our one word. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, this is a good tweet from writer Eric Erickson, who we've... Uh, have we talked to him before? I think we have. Eric Erickson, you say? Yeah. Yeah, a oh. man not to be trusted. Name, first name derivative of the last name. He said, how far Biden gets in the Democratic primary will be a measure of how far intersectional madness has spread within that party. It might be a good measuring stick. Is it just the fringe, or is that the party now? The whole, you gotta be on the right side of these nine different things yeah yeah i think gender it, race yeah all these that's a good angle for a column but uh, joe joe biden a has the age thing and b has such a long history in politics there's so many things to whack him over the head with i think he may not be that good a measuring stick you shouldn't whack an old man over the head with anything well, it's a good granted you're going to the avengers tonight sean oh yeah yeah why has china seen our movie already time zones I don't like that. China, China, China number of people. China shouldn't see our movies first, though. They, they get finance them. <laughs> yep, it ain't, it ain't right. Extent. So listen, I, I despise it 
It's such a frustration of this job when we're talking about something really complicated and subtle, and we're running out of time in a segment trying desperately to summarize it. Well, then go work at NPR where they don't have commercials. All right. So anyway, but the long and short of why you Trump's, buy a tote bag? to me, so mangled. <laughs> that's what you're doing, yeah. The, and, and tote bags, you can get them anywhere for free. Um, God, I got more tote bags. Please. How much am I toting in this scenario? <laughs> but the reason Trump so mangled his response about Charlottesville is he was so mad about political violence on the left being excused by the mainstream media that he couldn't talk about violence from the right, right. without bringing up violence on the left and saying, well, look, it's both. And it's just it's a very Trumpian thing. We'll, well get to the grab them by the meow thing, too, which has also been taken out of context. I'm not saying it's good, wow. but it's not the way it's being portrayed. Armstrong and Billy Bush is what we got going here. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> News now, Marshall Phillips. Well, during his campaign announcement video, Joe Biden rolled out a grim message rebuking the rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in August of 2017 and claiming he and the world were shocked by the president's handling of the incident and warning. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. I don't think that's true. No president, very few presidents have had that effect. Uh, what was I going to say? It seemed very important at the time. Uh, go on, Marshall. President Trump, though, welcoming Joe into the 2020 race for the White House, taken to Twitter not long after Biden's announcement. Welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. I only hope you have the intelligence long in doubt to wage a successful primary campaign. Oh, boy. So the leading candidate gets in against him and he calls him stupid. Yes. <laughs> oh, now I and remember. Sleepy. Yes. Now stupid I remember. Sleepy. sleepy and stupid. What I was going to say is, uh, and this is why you shouldn't hate people whose politics are different than yours or obsess over politics all day long and. Man, I'm following a bunch of musicians on Twitter now for reasons I won't bore you with. And the the, the amount of angry, 100% one-sided self-righteousness among musicians right. is just crazy. But if all you've heard about what Trump said about Charlottesville is through the mainstream media without context like Joe Biden uh, was describing, how can I be angry at you for interpreting those events in that way? It's all you've heard. And, and just... You know, the, the, we all have our little bubbles and our information streams. And, right. And and so, yeah, I'm, I don't hate somebody who thinks differently than I do. You've just heard different stuff. But when you read that whole press conference, you realize how, how it's not the way it's portrayed. Biden, by the way, has long maintained strong support in the African-American community. But his bid for the presidency is frustrating a number of Democrats who had been hoping for a nominee who reflects the diversity of the party and the nation and not another aging white male. Some people in Houston attending the She the People political forum for women of color say they're not voting for somebody because of their gender or race is every bit as stupid and repulsive as voting for them because they're gender and their race. They're here, just here. Both and Marshall, dumb. that was a beautiful phrase about reflecting the diversity of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're saying they want to vote for somebody who's not white. Yeah. All right. Great. Let's say that then. Say they are underwhelmed by Biden's decision and they are pointing to alternatives. So that le- there are some people already saying, no, 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 not another aging white male. Well, your top three people in the polls are all white males, mm-hmm. two of them aging. 
There you go. The one guy's a gay fella. He gets points for that, right? South Korea's president... point system of some sort? Yes! <laughs> South Korea's president is cheering the Kim Putin summit, saying he believes the Russian-North Korea meeting will have a constructive role in efforts to achieve complete denuclearization and lasting peace on the Korean peninsula. That statement coming from President Moon's office. Who asked you? Hoping... <laughs> Hoping Putin and Kim will lay a foundation for the resumption of North Korea-U.S. talks. So anyway, the summit's going on in Russia right now. A couple of the world's great torturers, murderers, and thieves getting together for a little uh, conference. Lovely. I really should shut up about this. But anyway, uh, so saying saying it was unusual for the president to uh, to call a candidate when he gets into the race stupid and sleepy. <laughs> yes, um, it's fairly unusual to have the candidate, the leading candidate, get into the race and call the president Hitler, as, as one texter points <laughs> I'll, out. I'll grant you that. So that you know, it's a good point. Responding to "Oh, I'm Hitler, you're sleepy" is not that bad. You're stupid. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hitler. <laughs> James Holtower just keeps on winning. The 15-day Jeopardy champ extending his streak Wednesday night, taking in more now than $73,000 in that round. Can he be beaten? Uh, that takes his total winnings to more than $1.1 million. Only the second person to ever make that much in regular non-tournament play. <laughs> Glad you had those qualifiers, because yes. I would have hated if you'd been wrong. Right, what yes. a line would have lit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, what about the tournament play? <laughs> the text line would have said, in all caps. <laughs> right, exactly. Angrily. And the Golden State Warriors not able to close out their NBA first-round series. They've to the L.A. Clippers 129-121. Listen to the sound of silence. The Clippers are winners <laughs> in Oakland again. Oh, my goodness. 129-121. There you go. You never stopped talking so we could listen to the sounds of silence. Sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Why don't you shut up? Points off. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So, the culmination of 21 film. So, there have been 21 Avenger movies? Uh, there. Well, every Captain America movie is building up to this They're Avengers movie. Seen. Iron I, Man, Captain America. I have no your, idea what I'm talking your about. Your Ant-Mans, your Black Panthers. It's, Jack, it's like, for instance, on the uh, last story Marshall told us, you had a bunch of Golden State Warriors movies. You also have uh, Steph Curry movies and, uh, and you know, Clay Thompson movies. Draymond had one that was released in February. And they then a sure Draymond was... and Steph movie yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, they go in and out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so there have been like three Captain Americas, three Thors. These there's, all lead up to that. There's yeah. an Ant-Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. What does he do? Unpleasant bites? No, no. He can. <laughs> he uh, changes his ruins, size. He can be... Ruins picnics. He can be as tiny as an ant or as big as a giant in a building. <laughs> Super. <laughs> He ruins picnics. Oh, the devastation of Ant-Man. Are they all good guys? They're all fighting on the side of good? Uh, the bad guy is Thanos, but yeah, the Avengers are all good. Okay. There was some infighting amongst the Avengers, but the common the, enemy has brought them the together. The bad guy is Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes? Oh, yes. Well, that's right. With a single snap of my fingers, I erase half the population. With a single drop of water, I can make Iron Man suit rust. Anyway... Joe wants to revisit the conversation on the bus. I just I thought I'd mention it. it. I don't, you know, it's not defending Trump. I just, I don't like when things are twisted and portrayed as something they're not. Okay. It just annoys me. It's been annoying me for years. A leg fell out of the sky, landed in a lumberyard. What was going on? 
what was going on. There. Nothing good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I walk through the front door. Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, you know, who's just invented whatever, electric cars, spaceships, you name it. Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, announced he wants to now invent a noiseless leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, that's a noiseless leaf blower, yeah. Then someone took Musk to a hardware store and showed him a rake. That was your joke. That was your joke yesterday. If you're going to steal my jokes, Conan, at least tweet about the show. You mm-hmm. made that same joke. I'll be darned. I don't appreciate the inaccurate uh, comparison of the two uh, tools. One is much more efficient than the other. Again, stickler for accuracy. Mm. You know, this does not matter. It really doesn't matter. It's just annoyed me for a long time. Okay. The whole grab him by the meow thing. Didn't he say that? He said well, he that, said right? pussy. It was on the news for oh, weeks. Geez. It's on the news for weeks. Easy. Now he said it. Now, yeah. So, I, I disavow. Sean, write down for HR that I made a pained face when he said that. Let me see your pained face. Showing. Oh, that's good. Showing that I did not approve of that. <laughs> Looks like you got a toothache. It's fabulous. So he's talking to Billy Bush. They're eyeballing hot chicks. They're walking by the bus and talking about this one news gal. And and Trump says, um, you know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. When you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. He's talking about the power of celebrity. And Bush says, whatever you want. Trump says, grab him by the meow. You can do anything. Then they go talk about this girl's legs. And Billy Bush laughed instead of doing what he should have done as a decent human being, which was attacking him make with his a, hands. Make a pain face. Like you got to. And then should have attacked the man. Yeah, and and so it's just. And Billy Bush lost his job, one of the great jobs in all of show business. Yeah, remains one of the greatest injustices that out of oh, that scenario, oh, unbelievable. The only the only wayward thing to happen was to to little old laugh along Billy Bush. <laughs> yeah, got fired from his like fifteen million dollar a year job. Yeah. He's essentially a professional bobblehead doll, and he gets <laughs> reprimanded for this. Right. It's just idiotic. The whole conversation is idiotic, honestly, but he didn't say he does it or he advocates it or whatever. He was making it a ridiculous point about when you're a celebrity in New York, you know, chicks will let you do anything, and they don't object. Now, here's a question for you. And, and by the way, I find the very idea of doing what he's suggesting abhorrent 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 um but he's talking about women who consent to being kissed among other things it's not lack of consent it's about consent and i know i'm slicing it kind of thin but i don't know just politics is so dumb spotlight sonoma county california wine country northern california united states western hemisphere a leg falls out of the sky and lands in a lumberyard. That's right, I said a leg. Get to the punchline. Not actually a human leg, it's a prosthetic leg, but still a leg. And it would look like a leg as you saw it fall from the sky and land in the lumberyard. You'd think, what was that? Was that a leg? Meanwhile, a man, <laughs> uh, wondering where his prosthetic leg had gone, that he lost while skydiving. Oi! 
Um, he went looking the, around the area to try to find the leg. Anybody seen a leg? Both mysteries were solved when the lumberyard worker called the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office to investigate the leg, which was wearing a blue Nike shoe. Oh, that leg. We got plenty of other legs with different colored <laughs> shoes. <laughs> interest- we got a guy in here looking for a leg with a gray uh, Nike shoe. But anyway, this guy was skydiving. His, uh, his, his, his fake leg fell off and um, landed in the lumberyard, and then eventually they were able to put it together. Good, the good idea turning it into the police and not making a lamp out of it or right. something like that. It's the decent thing to do. I would have at least made a YouTube video. It belonged to somebody. Here's the interesting he thing. can do that. The guy with the one leg lost his leg in a skydiving accident. The the Like his uh, original leg? The yes. original for the factory equipment? Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. he's still skydiving, which yeah. seems insane. Yeah. He's yeah. into it. Yeah. What shape is the leg in? I'm looking at a picture of it. It doesn't look it too bad. Sturdy. It's it one of your modern sturdy. super cool. I know a guy that's got one of these, one of your super high-tech titanium legs. Yeah, okay. Look pretty groovy. Well, I'm glad he's got his leg back. Not <laughs> like just the knotty pine. Arr, right. Not one of those. A friend of my uh, my uncle's, is a uh, he was a Navy SEAL uh, jumper, and he, he would train the other guys on how to jump at it. So this, this guy lived in free fall. And I was trying to figure out, the total amount of t- of his life that he spent in free fall, and it was somewhere between thirty six and forty eight hours mm. of wow. just plummeting to the earth as fast as possible without a shoot. That's a lot of plummeting. plummeting. I haven't done that much plummeting in my life. <laughs> Thank Ooh. God. Uh, so that guy is more into skydiving than I think I'm into anything. Yes, right. He probably well, go, has that. Go get it, sir. Enjoy he, yourself. He probably has that need for an adrenaline rush that mm-hmm. some people have. I have a little bit, but not to that extent. Yeah. And some people don't have it at all. And some people really need it. They need to get the adrenaline rush on a regular basis so they just don't feel right. Mm, that must be stressful. And imagine, I noticed the other day when I was skateboarding. The reason I'm skateboarding is because I've got some need for that. I feel or the same motorcycle napping. <laughs> I have a need for a little shut-eye. Because I know if I wreck on my skateboard, it's going to hurt like crazy yeah. at my current age. Yeah. But uh, I still do it anyway. Um, uh, we got some info out on Twitter. Users, maybe we'll get to this later. Pew Research Center took a look at Twitter, which is one of the worst and best things that's ever happened to communication in the world. Um, most interesting stat that jumps out to me is that the 10% of Twitterers create 80% of the tweets. Oh, yeah, that that's absolutely true. It's got to be. 10% of the people create 80% of the tweets. You know, it's funny you should bring that up. I don't know if they're all Kardashian-type people or if there are a lot of people that have, don't have a lot of followers and nobody's reading them. They just tweet constantly because they're kind of weird or crazy. Now, a lot of that is there is a large portion of Twitter that uses it entirely passively. They follow the people they like, and they mm. hardly ever tweet themselves at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And that So that inflates a lot of the numbers sure. in terms of total users. Right. It's funny you should bring this up. I just clicked on a tweet then kind of updated, and uh, and I was struck by the nature of the medium. I'm just going to read down to you what's on my screen here. Uh, Shannon Bream of Fox News, five jobs I've had. How about you? She wants to know. Hmm. They include, in her case, wedding pianist, East, mall Easter bunny, lawyer, Victoria's Secret sales clerk, and telemarketer. Easily the worst, she says. Next tweet down, Bob Seeger is criminally underrated. Next tweet down. Who who tweeted that? What? Who tweeted that Bob Seeger is criminally? You oh, or just a guy? Yeah. Just a guy? Yeah. 
Criminally Next. underrated? Mm. Like it's a crime? What, what, is he, what statute is that? Is he hitting <laughs> some legislative change? Is <laughs> he is saying Bob Seger is underrated as a criminal? <laughs> did, I'm not sure I understand. Is there already a statute on the books that we could apply? Right. Well, that's the, the question. Current does rating it, of Bob Seger. Does it pass constitutional muster? I think whatever credit Bob Seger gets for being a fantastic musician comes down for that song that's overplayed. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, old-time rock and roll? Yeah. yeah. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Not his fault, but... You're going to punish him for the actions of others? That does not pass constitutional muster. Nobody ever needs to hear that song again. Uh, here's somebody named Jane uh, Mayer Meyer uh, talking about um, uh, corruption and Trump and Hillary, mentioning Hillary's corruption. Have, oh, you, have you ever gone into... answers her, talks about Ukrainian shell companies and destroying emails. But have you ever gone off on, like, I've done this before with followers, like, somebody will tweet something at us, and I don't understand what they're saying, and they seem wacky. So I'll, like, go to them and then follow some of their stuff, yeah. and then it takes me to other people. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people that tweet in a language I don't understand, and I don't mean, like, French. It's English, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm. Zero. There's so much in the Twitter world that I don't know if it's... Young people talk or or slang or what, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Moving along, the next one on the screen. I used to take breathing through my nose for granted. Never again. Then I need Missy Elliott and Lizzo to do our tour together. Please and thank you. Oh, I'd, I'd buy tickets to that. Who's Lizzo? Lizzo's a, a, a new artist. That... It's one of the Avengers. It's a lizard. Can fight crime. Exactly. Half Hangs out with Ant-Man a lot. <laughs> new, new artist, a, a big old guy with very body positive stuff. Then it's, it's a, fun a call for the governor or the mayor of Baltimore to resign. Then is then Trump is on offense now. Democrats are about to get dunked on. Then, actually, something from uh, Ben Shapiro I was going to talk about later. Then a funny cartoon chicken. <laughs> Lizzo has a lot of music that's about body positive imagery. Uh, from my understanding, she was like a plus size model who and put what, out an album now. What an interesting genre for music. Yeah. Hmm. Be okay with your love handles. That's my new song, Be Okay With Your Love Hangles. Goes something like this. Two, three. Sounds fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got more on all this coming up, including a real look at is at some point you can be too old to run for president, can't you? I hope so. You would think. Who the F would choose to be a goalie? How terrifying. The Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) 